0: Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris. It is the final podcast of 2021, which means, for everyone interested still, it's the final chance to get social justice Pharisees from 80 Robles free, free, uh, with a purchase of Christianity and social justice and social justice goes to church. You can get them both at worldviewconversation.com. Link will be in the info section if I remember to put it there. Uh, If not, just go to worldviewconversation.com and put, go to the shop tab, and you can get both those books. I will throw this in, complimentary, uh, Social Justice Pharisees. So, uh, final chance to get that. It will end midnight on New Year's Day. So, on Saturday, at uh, when it turns to Sunday, and it's midnight, that deal ends. So, I wanted to let you know about that. Uh, also, more dates on the calendar. I'm putting more up, uh, even today, uh, Pennsylvania, Virginia, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona now, Texas. Uh, all places that I will be next year would love to see you, would love for you to come out. Some will be churches, some will be preaching, some will be uh, presenting, some will be political organizations. But in each case, uh, we're going to be talking about something related to the social justice movement and how to respond to it, how to understand it. And so that's been the topic of my last two books, and that's uh, what we'll be focusing on in 2022. I don't see it going away, uh, next year. It'll change in its iteration, its form, how it's communicated, the terms that are used. But the, the principles, uh, they've been around for, for well, <laughs> nothing is due under the sun, right? And, and this will continue to be an issue, I'm sure. So we're going to talk about that uh, next year. No plans to change uh, that. And um, th- those are the two announcements. I want to get into the main topic, though. We have, uh, I think, a great topic today. It's a year in review, uh, 2021. We're going to talk about some political things, some cultural things, some church-related things. It's meant to be somewhat funny, uh, somewhat depressing, probably. Now, I don't mean it to be, but it just will be uh, in some ways. But we're going to end on a high note here. So I want to start off with uh, number one, 2021. And these are just things that I thought of um, as I was just thinking, what are the, the interesting things in my mind, the unique things about 2021? One of them is it's the year evangelicals finally. Finally, after so many years of evangelicals wanting to engage culture, 2021 is the year it happened. Evangelicals finally engage culture only. It wasn't the Gospel Coalition or Desiring God or Nine Marks or uh, Christianity Today or any of those neo-evangelical industries, institutions, organizations, ministries, etc. It was the Babylon Bee. Yes, in January of 2021, the Babylon Bee had 20 million page views per month, more than 20,000 paid subscribers and a Twitter account with more than 856,000 followers. That was at the beginning of the year. I just checked their Twitter account. It's more than 1.2 million followers, and I don't know how many of the other. I'm sure it's it's a lot more, maybe even double. Who knows uh, as far as the page views? It's incredible. Uh, where I've seen the Babylon Bee, people quoting it. Um, Elon Musk was just on the Babylon Bee. Seth Dillon spoke, the CEO of Babylon Bee, at Turning Point USA. Uh, and and this is one of the points that I've tried to make on this podcast is the evangelicals who want to veer left and want to have influence in leftist circles more so, and among people who are Democrats. Uh it it ain't going to happen. I've tried to say this before. It ain't going to happen. The effect of it has always been, and we've seen this show over and over. We've seen it in the mainline denominations. We saw it with Fuller Seminary. We've seen it with every evangelical institution that starts off with good intentions in a way. We're going to really make a dent. They always get sucked. The relationship sucks them into the world of the leftists, and they become leftists. That's what's happening with Gospel Coalition, even right now. And uh, and there's numerous examples. Uh, I think A.D. Robles actually is going to do a series on the rise and fall of the Gospel Coalition next year where he's going to talk about some of this. Uh, I just actually saw, it was interesting recently, uh, some of you were very, a few of you were a little critical of my, uh, giving, sharing my personal thoughts that I usually keep to myself on the Gospel Coalition's Christmas concerts. And, you know, mode and message are important, right? If you have a message, and the message is supposed to be the joy of Christmas, but your mode is depressing or grungy or something. It just doesn't match the message. And so I, 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 I kind of, um, I, I just observed some of the acts that they had and how they, the mode and the message didn't really match. Some people were offended by that. And I had posted uh, Roger Scruton's documentary, which is called um, uh, Why Beauty Matters which I encourage everyone to look up. It's on Vimeo, Why Beauty Matters. And just to, to show you that, yeah, there's a subjective element to art. There's also an objective element. Anyway, that all that being said, there was a picture in the background of an androgynous looking person at a restaurant or something in one of the uh, scenes uh, from uh, the act that the Gospel Coalition promoted from two artists who did uh, Jesus the Refugee King, which terrible theology in that song, but uh put that on the shelf for a minute the picture that they had displayed prominently in the background turns out to be a uh someone pointed this out on facebook it wasn't me who found this someone pointed it out to me and then i put it out there and then pulpit or uh, protestia got a hold of it and some other outlets and it it turns out it's specifically uh that picture was painted by an artist specifically trying to promote transgenderism so that's where Gospel Coalition is going. This should have been vetted, this should have been, it was pretty obvious that that was not in keeping with a Christmas theme and the tradition uh, of Christmas at, at all but it made it into their really popular um, Christmas concert. So uh, that's just one example of where the Babylon B is trying to engage culture, pushing things to the left but you know what, Babylon, or, or uh, Gospel Coalition is trying to engage culture. I don't know if I said Babylon B. Babylon B, though, is actually engaging culture uh, in ways, by making people laugh. With, it's just funny to me, with a shoestring budget, started in 2016 with like three people, I think they had full-time jobs, and now uh, they have, I don't even know what, eight staff members, something like that. Uh, they, they still have actually not many people. It's not, the, the, the resources they have are not nearly what the resources of some of these more leftist outlets in evangelicalism are, and yet the reach that they have is incredible. And I didn't see Gospel Coalition attracting the Elon Musk's of the world to uh, do interviews with them. So um, good on the Babylon Bee, and uh, it, I just uh, anyway, I think I think feel a little vindicated there that it, it's not the pushing left that gets you the audience. There's actually plenty of people in the center and on the right who are have been left behind, who are disenfranchised in their minds, they through the election and through uh, being forced to. Um, take the jab and losing their jobs some of them and uh businesses destroyed during the blm stuff and there's just so much stuff there that the other christian organizations if they'd say anything about any of that it's to condemn those people and the babylon b doesn't condemn them it wants to get it, it, it actually provides a service it helps them laugh at the situations they're in and um And so the New York Times actually went after the Babylon Bee, what the Babylon Bee thinks is so funny about liberals, very offended. Liberals are, or I should say progressives, uh, are typically, leftists are typically offended people. They go around offended by a lot of things. And one of the best ways to combat that is to actually have a little fun. And uh, instead of Russell Moore writing in the New York Times or Washington Post about how bad the church is, the New York Times specifically went after the Babylon Bee for how bad they are. And I just uh, I think you know if you want to talk about being prophetic maybe maybe that's a little bit more prophetic I don't know than Russell Moore, uh, so Babylon B finally engage culture evangelicals engaging culture uh, number two, 2021 the year elites figured out how to oppose critical race theory while simultaneously promoting it, that's right evangelical elites. Uh, are included in this in my mind, but the example that I want to give is Glenn Youngkin, since I follow this one pretty closely. He said, as governor, I will restore our high standards for schools and our students and ban critical race theory and uh, invest in our teachers, etc. He's against critical race theory, and many people thought that that was the reason he won in Virginia. However, uh, Kay uh, K Cole's James, who believes that George Floyd's senseless killing and if you read the article, you'll see more about this from 2020. Uh, his senseless killing uh, was the cause was caused essentially or connected to racism that afflicts America's soul like a cancer. I mean, talk about systemic racism. Racism is normal. Uh, I mean, she's partially on the critical race theory uh, bandwagon, and yet that's the person Glenn Youngkin was proud to hire as uh, his co-chairman for his transition team. And then you have, of course, Glenn Youngkin in 2020 committing at the church he was at uh, to read Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison, which is blatantly critical race theory. They say they're not, but every single element of critical race theory is represented in the book Be the Bridge. I did a whole podcast on it. And you also have Glenn Youngkin saying about the Robert E. Lee statue that came down, uh, that the statue is going to come down, and I hope they move it to a battlefield or museum. No fight left in him. No we're going to try to put this back up. That was a wrong decision. That was against uh, our very laws in Virginia for protecting monuments. None of that, just, well, it's going to come down. No no lifting a finger to defend uh, that. Uh, so this is the Glenn Youngkin who's so against critical race theory is, meanwhile, um, <laughs> let's just say, very friendly to critical race theory uh, on in, in certain elements of his life and already in his very short-lived uh, career, political career, um, he's already showing that, he's, is he really going to fight this stuff? Doesn't doesn't appear to be. So the elites have figured out the language and this is something to be aware of as conservatives. Uh, I, I get concerned sometimes when people say, well, I asked this pastoral candidate if they were for critical race theory and they said no. Well, of course they did. Everyone says no. At Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, every professor, they will probably say they're against critical race theory. Uh, every person just about on, in evangelicalism who's pumping it in is going to say they're against it. And it's not popular to say you're woke anymore. So people don't, on the left, don't use it. They invented the term, but they don't use it. But they just find other words. They just, they're, they're subversive. They find other ways to introduce the same virus. So you gotta be careful. You gotta be specific when you are asking pastoral candidates about these things or even vetting a polit- politician, uh, look at their history. Look at what they've said. Okay, do they uh, they say that they're against critical race theory? But what do they what do they say about systemic racism? What do they believe about that? What do they believe about standpoint theory? Do they think that white people or straight people or male people just need to humble themselves and listen to oppressed perspectives and stories? Uh, what do they think about uh, diversifying uh, their cabinet? If they do, they you know say that they're going to have a diverse cabinet, and, and that's one of the goals in and of itself. Uh, you, there's so many questions you can ask. I did a, a podcast this year on the ten questions to ask pastoral candidates about this. So uh, that's my encouragement. But uh, but so a little sad there in my mind. Uh, people are figuring out how to alleviate the concerns of people who are concerned about critical race theory while still trafficking trafficking it in. Um, but uh, that that's just the nature. That's always been that way. Uh, so. Uh, Number three, 2021, the year declining and experimental gene therapy was unloving. Declining and experimental gene therapy was unloving. And these are the quotes that I have here are from four different Gospel Coalition articles, separate articles, not the same article. Uh, all four of these quotes suggest that it's out of love. It's with a motivation of love that one should take the vaccine. Let me read the first one. I will be taking the vaccine when my time is allotted. The research seems solid and I haven't heard anything that would give me pause as a Christian. I know at least one person who was unable to get the vaccine for medical reasons. and I know this will also be true for others. I will do what I can to love them by helping them uh, stem the tide of this virus. Hmm. Um, here's another one vaccination is a salutary act born of christian love for a neighbor and community not a test of faithfulness that's yeah, that's what it is um, whatever you decide about the vaccination seek a conclusion which loves not just yourself but your family in the wider community and then from another article more obviously related related to the question of whether or not to get the vaccine would be the many biblical injunctions to love our neighbor as ourselves so uh, the pressure is on, and I could have put other things here as well, but I wanted to specifically just go uh, through the Gospel Coalition archives and just show you this is what they said about getting the vaccine, and I believe all those are from 2021. Uh, and then uh, if they're not, they would be from one of one of them might be from late 2020, but the rest 2021. Number four, 2021, the year unprovoked vehicles decided to engage in mass homicide. Yes, the Washington Post. Uh, said that here's what we know so far on the sequence of events that led to Waukesha uh, tragedy caused by an SUV. And then CNN, uh, Waukesha will hold a moment of silence today, marking one year since a car drove through a city Christmas parade, killing six people and injuring scores of others. Uh, one week since a car drove uh so this is uh, this 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 is the way the media interpreted the uh and, and let's just face it we know at this point or at least it's highly 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 probable that uh the individual involved in that was motivated by some kind of a racist well a a hatred for white people specifically, and that's why he did what he did uh yet this is what c n n and the Washington post have come up with so um, and Daryl Brooks was his name I, I needed to look that up just because uh, I for we, we know so many names out there we can remember George Floyd's name but Daryl Brooks is not a name that is remembered as much uh, but yet that that was probably one of the worst situations as far as actual uh, racially motivated violence that t- take place in 2021 and uh, didn't fit the narrative so of course it was an SUV that caused it Number five, 2021, the year there were more Christian refugees in the United States than any other year. And I did spend some time trying to look for stats on this. This is more my own observation uh, from traveling the country. But uh, since the 2020 lockdowns and Zoom church, some churches still doing Zoom church, apparently, uh, there has been a withdraw from churches. People have left churches. uh, And then churches, of course, that got woke during that time, people have also left those churches. And there is a massive displacement across this country. People finding other churches, people not going to church, people trying to start their own church plants. Uh, And I I just don't know that any study has really been done to capture how big of a shift this is, but it is a massive demographic shift. Uh, I am positive about that. And I think there's more refugees from progressive leftist churches uh, in the United States than there has ever been in the history of this country. And many of them still have not found a church that uh, they would like to belong to or that they trust. Uh, Number six, 2021, that's the year Richmond, Virginia. And of course, I lived in Virginia through most of 2021. So uh, this is part of probably why I put this in here. But the year Richmond, Virginia decided Nat Turner was worthy of honor and Robert E. Lee a traitorous racist. Many don't know this, but when the Robert E. Lee statue was taken down in Richmond, right after that, not even a few miles from that location, there was an emancipation monument put up. And one of the figures honored at the emancipation monument is Nat Turner. If you look up Nat Turner, you will find Nat Turner has never been someone who's been honored in the history of this country until very recently. Uh, Essentially, he's been labeled a terrorist and uh, killed. uh in horrific ways uh white people in even the dead of night sometimes dragging their out of them out of their beds and doing horrible things and leading a violent insurrection and so uh he is worthy of honor now apparently in the new virginia of 2021 robert e lee not so much take down his statue but honor nat turner uh just shows you kind of where we're at in 2021 uh number seven 2021 the first year the u.s had a president with alzheimer's now have i actually seen a diagnosis no um, this has become the byword, though. Everyone who tries to, in a shorthand way, describe the memory issues that Joe Biden seems to have usually uses the term Alzheimer's. And it does seem that way. It seems like this is someone who is uh, at the beginning of Alzheimer's disease or something similar to that. And we, we've never seen anything like this, as far as I know, in U.S. history, uh, where you had a president that with this many gaffes coming across this incompetently, uh, but yet still serving in the White House. Number eight, 2021, the year we found out Middle Eastern Muslims preferred the Taliban to equity, inclusion, and diversity. And uh, I put here a screenshot from uh, a news story about Iraqi TV discussing the rainbow flag flying at uh, the uh, European Union embassy in Baghdad and describing it as a cultural invasion and that the Iraqis deserve an apology. Now, interestingly enough, I could not find it again. I think I might have it on my hard drive somewhere, but the uh, U.S. Embassy also had a big Black Lives Matter mural that was set up last year, and I couldn't find it again. I don't know if it's been scrubbed. I, I don't know, but... Uh, we know that when the situation unfolded earlier this year in Iraq, uh, there was a lot of talk about well, what's going to happen to, uh, the rights of women and are they going to be able to go to college and work and these kinds of things. These aren't the things though, it seems like, uh, from the outside that the Iraqi people are really that interested in. There might be some, maybe even in, especially in urban areas, but, uh, there, there really wasn't the resistance to the Taliban. <laughs> let's just say there wasn't much. And, uh, and many did speculate that the reason for that was they preferred that the, the, uh, that kind of rule to the rule that Europeans and Americans had where they pushed these anti-Islamic measures on the people. So I think that's a big lesson from this year. I mean, this was something people would have scoffed at uh, not too long ago. And I hope people don't scoff at that anymore. Culture does matter. And you can't just expect that People with um, more tradition, or people that have religions that value some more traditional things, are going to accept an egalitarian agenda from the West. And trigger warning here: uh, number nine, 2021 is the year Anne Boleyn became black. Superman became bisexual, but fanciful black cartoon characters could not be voiced by white people. That's right. Uh, This, and I probably many more examples I didn't think of. I don't know how many characters. Uh, are now um, straight characters that are homosexual, white characters who are black, uh, or another ethnicity perhaps, um, transgender superheroes. Uh, I, I remember even just a week ago or so, I had um, put up a meme that had the new MJ from Spider-Man, and it was a joke. It was, it was basically saying that uh, this is modernity. It said, uh, reject modernity, embrace tradition. Then it showed Gwen and Mary Jane from the original comic, so you have original comic book story heroes from the, ori- from the original comic books, from uh, the movies that were trying to be a little more true to those comic books, and then instead they are canned, they, there's something wrong with them apparently, that's the impression we're getting, that there's something wrong with those old characters and they need to either be changed or completely replaced. And in Spider-Man, of course, and this happened years ago before 2021, but of course now we have the new movie reinforcing that the new MJ, who is a replacement for Mary Jane, has a different personality. She, she looks different. She doesn't have red hair. That's the most prominent feature that Mary Jane had from the Spider-Man comics. And of course there were a few people when I pointed this out and just said, this is a different character, uh, basically said that I was being racist, which uh, very interesting to me because, uh, I didn't even think of it in those terms uh, until someone pointed it out. And I said, well, I guess I could sort of see it, but you really have to be looking at it through a racialized lens, some kind of a lens that's been affected by critical race theory or something like that to even draw that conclusion, I would think. But but the, that's the way people, even conservative sounding people now, uh, people that say they're conservative, that's the way a lot of them think now. And you're not allowed to oppose this. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. You cannot oppose this kind of agenda. If you say, Hey, these we shouldn't be changing up characters like this. Uh, then, then you're you've, you're the one with the problem. And and the root of all this is is some kind of a postmodernism, though. This is that we can we and, and this will, by the way, this will bleed into and it already has into uh, Bible characters and things like this. There there is a uh, I think it was last year there was something uh, to the effect of an art piece of Jesus being homosexual and um, you know hey why not if you can just make any character even a real character from history be whatever you want and you're not even striving to try to replicate who they were in any way why not you know you can just it's postmodern. you can just make it anything you want to be but uh, uh, interestingly there is a limitation to this you can't be white and voice a black cartoon character even if you sound the way (laughs) the way that they sound you're not allowed to do that so there's uh, it is a double standard uh, to the maximum, and we saw it, I think, most prominently in 2021. So, number 10, and here's here's the uh, uptick. This is the encouraging part. We accomplished a lot this year. Uh, we we really did, and I, I'm, um, despite all the things that are happening in our society, uh, a lot of darkness on the rise, and we know this. Uh, we also we we did a lot, and I'm just. Off the top of my head, I jotted down a few things: documentaries, "Paint the Wall Black," "American Monument," uh, "Nini's Uncancelled," which is exclusively through OAN, One American News Network. Um, there was another documentary we made. This was honestly, I think, the biggest documentary, the best thing Last Stand Studios has ever done, was "Dominion," and it's a, a documentary about China and the influence China is exerting on the United States and the West and the world. And unfortunately, uh, we ran into some issues uh, and that uh, is not distributed or released anywhere at this point, but we do have plans. Um, it, it was the organization we were working with basically decided uh, to forego it. And um, for, for the time being, I suspect though, that probably will be indefinitely. We are looking at next year though, uh, doing, redoing this um, with a different organization. We've already been in talks and we're gonna put out something uh, Lord willing, and you can pray for us, because this is a very scary area to, to navigate, but on something on China and what China's doing. Um, of course, Enemies Within the Church, we didn't put that out. I didn't put that out. I didn't have any involvement, except um, I did help uh, with, with coordinating interviews. I was interviewed for it, and um, I did give a lot of information to the folks that produced that, and so Uh, we do uh, praise god that that has been doing very well Uh, as far as books christianity and social justice in print and kindle is out you can go get that that's a comprehensive book on the social justice movement and how christianity is in conflict with it and we also i also have an audiobook i'm in the process of recording right now so everyone can get that on audible hopefully uh, in the winter Uh, February March I would think and then uh, traveling I went to multiple churches and political venues in the fall of 2021 and that has been very rewarding I think that's probably what I'll do a lot more of uh, this next year even though it is grueling in some ways um, it's it's good to be there. And a lot of people aren't going to pick up a book or watch a podcast or watch a documentary, but they'll come out to their church or their political organization, and so that's one we way we're getting resources into people's hands. Uh, I don't, by the way, I should say I don't have all the stats on the books yet. I should, I really should have those. I don't, um, so I don't know how I'm, I'm 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 thinking between the both social justice books I've had out there, we're talking tens of thousands. Of, of copies that have gone out. And if you haven't rated it on Amazon, please do so. It does help. And then, of course, the podcast. We have seven uh, over 7,000 more YouTube subscribers in 2021, uh, a couple thousand more audio subscribers. That's a little harder to measure, uh, but it is true that we do have more. And then, um, <laughs> amazingly, almost 2 million views in 2021 on YouTube alone. So that's just incredible to me. Uh, it, this is all... This is all you um, in the audience that have contributed and helped and really uh, through Patreon, through your prayers, uh, through uh, sharing some of this content. Uh, I don't make it to, to share with people. I make it to help you understand so then you can be the resource to others. But uh, you've really done some amazing things I just never thought would be happening. And so I'm very thankful to you. I'm thankful to the Lord, I'm thankful to you. Um, on a personal level, 2021 has been a difficult year in some ways for me. Uh, and I know it's been for many people. There's, I, I've seen firsthand on a number of occasions now medical malpractice, uh, deaths caused by medical malpractice. That's been hard. People I know, uh, the last one would be my grandfather died a few days ago. And um, without getting into all the details, he died alone. And there's medical malpractice uh, that he, he should be alive right now. And it looks like it's due to um, the lack of transparency and accountability that exists because of COVID. In fact, his death was marked a COVID death when uh, he had a negative COVID test, and that's not the actual cause of death. And so, um, so this is this is something that has been it's been challenging and difficult. I know for many of you out there, it's been challenging and difficult for me too. Uh, in fact, someone made a comment the other day on YouTube that I wasn't on my game, and I think they're right. I lately I haven't been. I, I've been still trying to put out resources and and also. Helpful things that are even fun sometimes, like today. But um, I know that I'm a little distracted. I know many of us are. Uh, it's not been easy, 2020 and 2021, and I don't perceive things are going to get easier in 2022. I think harder things are probably coming in in many ways. But at the same time, the Lord's still moving and working, and I've seen that too. I've seen God um, reach people who I didn't think would be reached, and turn them around, make them realize, wait a minute, this whole social justice stuff, this is bad stuff. This is against Christianity. People who are on board and uh, I mean, I, I have had some encouraging things sent to me from people even um, working for the other side saying, John, I started listening to your podcast. I'm no longer working for the other side. I see the problems now. I'm opposing it. And and that's been um, some of the fruit. And, and you know, I can't Unfortunately, a lot of those stories, I can't share them. They're, a lot of them are personal in nature, but, uh, but they, I do get them. And I, I perceive that more, much more of that's going to happen in 2022 as this gets rolling even more. Uh, I, I'm grateful to God that he has allowed um, my wife and I uh, to, to be sustained and supported through this. There's been a lot of, uh, especially behind the scenes, a lot of attempts to stop what I'm doing, to cancel me, to rip me down, to make me out to be something I'm not, and uh, they have all, in my opinion, they've all failed. They have all been uh, the, the worst. You know that could happen is I'm not invited to some, you know, certain venues to speak or something like that. But it, I never really cared about that much anyway. There, there's been no, nothing significant has uh, happened in my mind to stop what we're doing. Facebook has not. Uh, it censored some things, but it it hasn't stopped the distribution of the Conversations that Matter podcast or and the book's getting out there. Amazon hasn't taken the book off. All these things are still there. I don't know how long they will be, but for now, they're still there. And I see that as a very good thing. And the Lord has has used it, um, in, in especially the book, in ways pastors reading it and being able to then go to their congregations and intelligently talk to them about this issue. And so it's all been worth it for me. And I just, again, appreciate so much those who have supported me and uh, supported conversations that matter. Supported Last Stand Studios. Uh, that's an LLC. I'm not, I'm not the only one uh, involved in that. But uh, it is, you know, it, it, it is very much um, at this point, at least. Maybe not in the future. But at this point, it's very much related to the things that we've been doing on conversations that matter, and uh, just all of it is, is just is just a big. Big blessing, and I don't take it for granted. So, as we go into 2022, let's try to remember to be thankful for the good things. Think about the blessings of 2021. There's so many blessings as well. I just went through some negative things, but there's blessings. Uh, There's personal blessings. Um, Even if you can't see things in society moving in the right direction, there are a lot of personal things that we can, I'm sure, point to. God has not abandoned us, He has not given us what we actually deserve. Far from it, he's given us grace in Jesus Christ. And this Sunday uh, will be a podcast directly related to that, that and that hopefully will encourage your heart. Um, also think about the resolutions that you want to do for 2022. I already have some of mine, uh, That I, I things I want to change, uh, ways I want to be more efficient with my time, things I'm going to spend less time on, things I'm going to spend more time on. Um, I'm much more, I'll give you one of them. I am much more ready in 2022 to block people on social media. I never used to want to do that ever. I thought, you know, that's just limiting free speech. No, it's not. This it's different than that. you it's, you know, your social media accounts, like your house, people can have the privilege of coming in and walking through the door. And sometimes you, you don't want to let people in if they're going to disrespect your hospitality. And I'm, I'm sensing that much more in 2022 that I'm not going to waste time as much, at least um, I know sometimes it's helpful for people, but I don't want to waste time on people that aren't reasonable and aren't going to, um, that, you know, I, there's plenty of people, my, my logic is there's plenty of people out there that really could use uh, good resources and understanding things, and I, I want to focus on them more and less on on trolls. And, and some of you don't even know what I'm talking about because you're not friends with me on social media, probably, But uh, but I, but that's one thing I want to cut out, right? Um, I wanna cut out uh, less social media time, more pro- production time, more producing things to go on social media. Maybe I'll find someone part-time to help manage social media so I don't have to do it as much. We'll see, but, um, but there's the changes that I wanna make to, to make myself better for my family, uh, to make myself better for the church that I'm at. I'm gonna be more involved in church. Uh, physically, I wanna, I wanna do better in that area as well. And, and so there, there's all kinds of, there, there's hopeful things uh, going into the new year that we can shoot for and and make sure that they're achievable things. You don't want to make a new year's resolution that you can't ever achieve. I did that one year with Goodreads. I said, I'm gonna read a hundred books this year. <laughs> I think I read 30. So, you, you know, I, I'm more realistic with what's possible and what's not. But anyway, all that's to say, uh, thank you once again. God bless. Happy new year. And uh, that's the show for today. More coming on Sunday and next week as well. I know.